0: This episode is brought to you by AARP. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting Friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. Welcome into this Golf Channel podcast. I'm Rex Haggard and I'm pleased to be joined by Davis Love III, one of five inductees for the World Golf Hall of Fame's class of 2017. When this was announced, you didn't see, seem I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it, you didn't seem completely at ease with it. I think the, the words you used were putting yourself in that company. O, over time, have you become more comfortable going into the Hall of Fame? Um yeah, more comfortable. I'm still I, you you know me pretty well.
1: <laughs> that um, that's how I felt. I was it's just, I told um, Michael Bamberger the other day. I was driving to go surfing down in Jacksonville, and I see this sign. After I played at Greensboro, I see this sign, and it's Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus and an ad for the Hall of Fame as you're getting into Jacksonville, and I'm like, it just doesn't seem right. Um, yeah, you know, and Fred Couples had a great line the start of his how did I get here? You know, that's like me. Like, how did I how did I get in this position that um, I'm going in the Hall of Fame with Jack Nicholson and Arnold Palmer? But the more I, you know, work on a speech or the more I think about that it's actually getting ready to happen in a week and uh, those kind of things, it's, um,
0: it's settling in, yeah. You've given a lot of big speeches in your life. Is this one more difficult or easier?
1: Um, I keep telling myself there's not going to be as many people watching <laughs> the Ryder Cup speech. Um, but um, no, it's not any easier. It's just where do you go with it? You know, what's the what's the context? Uh, I don't want to stand up there and, and spend six minutes thanking every person that ever watched me hit a golf ball or helped me out or every caddy. So I'm, yeah, it's going to be harder because it's going to be different. Um,
0: but I'm working on.
1: Maybe going a different direction and just thanking everybody, but no i it it's time you you say stand up in front of people on t v and make a speech, yes, it's nervous for me. pretty much everybody knows the story of my dad, you know uh in golf that I grew up the son of a club pro and but what what are the what did I get out of that that made me who I am you know um what did I get from my mom that made me who I am what did I get out of Arnold Palmer? That made me act the way I acted, you know. Um, things like that is what I'm trying to. I think I'm gonna try to get up there and say, and you know, you don't, you only get one shot, you know, at <laughs> something like that, where you can get up and say, this is what I believe in, and this is this is who I am, and this is what I'd like to pass on to the next generation. Like Fred Couples, I I, I learned something about Fred Couples watching that speech two or three times. Um, I learned something about, you know, some uh, researching Henry Longhurst. I learned some stuff about him, and and I'd like to know more about – I'm going to sit there paying attention for Lorena Ochoa and Henry Longhurst because I don't know that much about them. Um, So that's what – I'm hoping to hear something about Lorena Ochoa's charity work that she does. I know a little bit, but I don't know I don't know enough about it. So that's that's kind of where I'm going to go with it, I think.
0: Kind of to switch gears a little bit, and I, I'm sure I've asked you this question throughout the course of your career, and guys say it all the time, that you don't really reflect on your accomplishments until everything's done, whether that's the tournament, the week of the tournament, or the season, or, you know, the, a portion of your career, whatever the case may be. Has this kind of prompted you to, to look back on your career and take stock into everything you accomplished? Um.
1: No, not really. Um, you know, I've I've always been very le- looking to the what's next, to the future, and I've I've done that thing. Do, do I really fit in with this <laughs> with this group? You know, and just because I love Fred, um, you know, when I came out on tour, I wanted to work as hard as Tom Kite. I wanted to drive the golf ball like Greg Norman. I wanted to be as cool as Fred Couples. You know, I wanted to win as many tournaments as Jack Nicklaus. Um, I never really thought about the Hall of Fame, you know. I wanted to just win tournaments and do what they did. And when Fred got in and spent so much time with him, you know, so many tournaments. You know, I came out on tour and wanted to play practice rounds with him, wanted to hang around and And then I get to the point of I'm his partner in the World Cup, you know. I'm his partner in the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup and uh, teammates. And – then when he gets in the in the Hall of Fame, I'm like, wow, I, very similar records, right? Um, maybe I'll get in the Hall of Fame. So it really didn't hit me. It really didn't even think about it until they started talking about Freddie getting
0: in. Where would you put some of your accomplishments, though? I mean, obviously the PGA Championship is going to rank high, winning 21 tour events, winning when you're over 50 years old. I mean, so many things. Do you, do you sit you know, down and you, you life, categorize yeah, it? Life
1: Lifetime exemption, twenty wins. When Lanny called me, or um, you know, I see Hale Irwin, or you know, I see these guys, and they go, "Congratulations! That that is such an accomplishment to to win twenty times and be lifetime." And then you start paying attention to it, right? You're trying to figure out, you know, we got Mickelson and Woods and Vijay, but who's going to do it next? You know, um, sure, we we thought Tiger was going to win twenty or thirty majors. Um, but he he's not. And Jordan Spieth, okay, all right, let's go back to Jordan Spieth. He's won ten already. Yeah, he'll probably win twenty. But he's still yeah. got ten more, right? And he's got got to not get hurt. <laughs> you know, Jim Furyk is close, and Justin Leonard's kind of was close or in the in the ballpark. But so twenty twenty wins is really setting in. Um, but for me, it's the it's just the length, of time that I've played. And I tell this story all the time that Billy Andrade. And me and somebody else were sitting with Jay Haas, family dining, and said, "How long have you been playing?" He said, "21 years." We went, "Oh, gosh, 21 years! How could you? Play, how could you play golf that long? You're old." And Jay's, Jay's still playing, and I've played 30 years, you know. And to me, that's that's it. My mom would say, "If you'd have just practiced more and quit goofing off so much, and you would you would have played a lot better." Well, she's probably right, except. I might have gotten tired of it and not played for thirty years, you know. Maybe I'd would, not have won it at fifty one years old. Um you know, I think that's the that's the thing. What am I most proud of, you know, that that I've got <laughs> as as um you know, Ricky Fowler sitting with Drew Love a couple years ago in the locker room in Vegas, maybe it was yeah, two years ago. Um they were in the little lounge off the locker room, just sitting there waiting for me to get done doing what I was doing. And Ricky goes, oh, it's it's so cool. Your dad's still out here playing with us. (laughs) That to me is worth it. You know, that I played, you know, three or four, I don't know, maybe four, four tournaments this year that my son played in. And he's 23, you know, Um, just starting on tour. And him being out there makes me, you know, I thought, man, maybe it's about time to start switching over. But, you know, I had a couple good tournaments this summer after, you know, another injury in the start of the year, and Drew's trying to play, and, you know, maybe I'll keep – maybe I'll hang in there. So that's what I'm I'm kind of excited about and proud about in my, my whole career is that, you know, I'm just still doing it, that I've been, one, blessed enough not to get knocked out of the game by injuries and that I'm still hanging in there. Have you already decided what you're putting in your locker and Was that a tough decision? Um, no, I, again, I got a, a tip from Michael Bamberger because he, um, did some work for them and he I said, I'm going down there to do this. What do I, what do I need to look for? And he goes, oh, you get a look at this and look at that. Look at these lockers and look at this person's locker. And, um, so I did a little bit of that. I took a bunch of pictures and I'm still want to tweak it because what happened was they came and got all my stuff and we did some filming at the same time. So they looked at it all. We talked about it, and then I left, and they packed it up. So actually, Helen Ross showed me the list at Greensboro, what they actually, all the stuff they got. And um, (laughs) so I I told them, as once we get all this over with, um, I'd like to come down and bring a few more things that they didn't take um, and and tweak it a little bit. Robin's never been in there, so I want her to go down and see it. And, um, you know, there's a few things that I had a really cool picture of me on president Bush's boat and we're both leaning over the edge, holding up this fish and they didn't take it. And I put it right in the front for him. I said, look, if you can't do all these letters from, from both president Bush's, I want, you know, I want to show that, you know, it, it's not all about, for me, it's not all about golf trophies. It's the cool things I got to do. And, hmm. um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a few things, and I don't think they got quite enough of my dad's
0: stuff that I thought was pretty cool that people would like to see. You know, um, I'm guessing there's a golf club in there of some sort. Yeah, they
1: they wanted like they they gave me a list of what find find this stuff for us, um, which some of it was hard to find, but um, you know my first clubs and. Uh, the driver I played with from 85 to 97, they thought that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it was wood. I like, go, what is this stuff? Um, you know, and, and then I was flipping through some letters, and I go, oh, here's one from Bob Hope. And they went, what? A Bob Hope letter? Because I guess one of the guys built the Bob Hope exhibit, really a Bob Hope junkie. And I go, yeah, I got a couple of them. They go, what? He he got in a phase where he was into it, you know, and writing letters to guys when they did something well. And um, I want him to make, like, scan them and make like a, I don't know how you do it with an iPad or something, where you could flip through and read letters, like the oh, letters wow. from Arnold or letters from Byron Nelson or um, Bob Hope or President Bush. Um, you know, those, even Claude Harmon or Butch Harmon. I think people would think that's cool, you know. that
0: Butch wrote yeah, well, a letter. that's a great idea. I mean, that's, there was that's one kind of we, one one with we the found the
1: library. Yeah, there's one we found where Butch is like, um, you know, good plan, but your swing has got long and hit all this stuff. And you and you look at the date. I just won like three tournaments. <laughs> 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 and they were reading it. go, "Well, he wasn't being very nice. I thought was my swing had got long and flippy." <laughs> <laughs> why, do you, why do you think I was working with Butch? He tells it like it is. Uh, I told Butch, I said you wouldn't believe all this. He goes, the, he said somebody came and told him that I showed them boxes full of these printout pictures that um, he used to give us, and um, he went, you kept all that stuff? I said, hell yeah, I kept it. So <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen them. They're like a white. They're like. Six inch, four inches wide. These long strips of pictures, and that was like the biggest technology back then. Butch could print them out and write on them. And um, so I saved a whole bunch. And all these little notes is like Claude Harmon's School of Golf at the top, and then the notes on your lesson. I was like, this is so much like my dad. It's so cool that I was I saved them. So one day I'm gonna, when they have a Butch Harmon roast, I'm gonna bring some of that stuff and read it.
0: <laughs> but, no, that really what?
1: would be cool I mean, put like a little I iPad got on front of the thing Let's see, I got beat, I got beat in the playoffs By Fred, and I won three tournaments I won like Players Hilton had Greensboro And you're <laughs> telling me my swing's long and flippy? <laughs> Get back working on my drills? Come on, butch <laughs> I was going
0: to take some time off I don't to I was
1: going to take the summer off uh,
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this Golf Channel podcast. For the latest from the world of golf, be sure to check out GolfChannel.com.
1: While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal
0: if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.